0: back To Iowa's only local sports show over your one shot. Yeah, Here's Ken and Trent. All
1: right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Maeda's got out of the uh, second inning at Wrigley Field, but the Cubs have taken the lead, as you just heard. Uh, Chris Bryant, a ground rule, double 2 1. Tyler Chatwood on the bump for the uh, Cubbies today. Trent threw two innings. Uh, he's thrown fifty eight pitches, struck out three, walked four. Ooh. A typical Chatwood start. Yes. The control throw strikes, man. Just throw it over the plate. He nibbles Trent. I just yeah. he frustrates the
2: hell out of you. Not very fun to watch.
1: No, he's not. He's not. I'm not a per se a Cubs fan I of their story, of the fact what they do for the radio program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, boy, he's frustrating. Uh, so you last night. Speaking of frustrated, you had got all set up to do some high school baseball last yep. night. Um, Urbendale Dowling, Urbendale Dowling. Number didn't two, get there number for the, number three. Two versus three. You didn't get there for the first game because you and Jimmy B are busy. I mm-hmm. uh, got there for the second game, and you saw what five innings before they
2: said enough. Five and a half, and then the lightning came. It became official. didn't take very long. Was it drizzling at all before that or nothing? Nope. No weather. It was just the lightning Mm -hmm. in the distance. And once you see that lightning, if it's within 12 miles, I believe the rule is, then the half-hour rule effect, uh, a half-hour effect goes in where you have to suspend play. They told everybody you can go into the school, go back to your vehicles, whatever it may be. And about 20 minutes later, though, they just said... This one's official. So mm-hmm. it was in the books, an mm-hmm. official, and a sweep for Urbandale over Dowling, who was number one last week. But the top three teams, Johnston, Urbandale, Dowling- And you've seen rankings, them all. Seen them all. What would you rank them in your power rankings? That would be the order. Would it? Okay. That would be the order that I would put them in. And they're all in the same, not just in the CIML, they're all in the same division. Oh. Also in that division, Marshalltown, who's in the top 10 this year. It's one division. A little salty, Trent. A little salty, and uh, talked to our buddy Chris Cuellar now with the mm-hmm. Boys Association. Said that the uh, not the pairings, but what each sub state, what teams will be in each one, will be released Thursday or Friday this week, and we'll see if they've been listen to me. How about we separate these teams a little bit? They they can they take, have to don't they? They can take an hour bus ride here. Let's not have six of the top ten teams in the rankings throughout this whole season have been from. The Central Iowa area. School, school's out. There, there's no sense. Right. You can't take that late bus ride. You have school in the morning. If if you want to, why don't you send the West schools this way? You know, make if Sioux City, all right, if they're going to win their first two games, Sioux City East, well, will have to play Southeast Polk in a sub-state final to get there. Travel's okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Will, uh, is it your plan to take this right through to Principal Park for the championship? That is the plan, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, money withstanding as we have to pay the rights fees yeah, when we get s- down there. It's but, not
1: just football and basketball. Right.
2: It is everything. Track and field, soccer, you name it. Got to pay those rights fees. But, yes, uh, as long as we can get a few more people on board, we'll be bringing everybody here from central Iowa. is really good this year. They have a couple of really good pitchers. Baseball is great. As good as the other sports are. I think baseball, what you see year after year in the CIML, D1 kids all over the place. It's, mm. it's high-level baseball we have here. A lot of fun. So
1: what what have you got planned for the rest of the week?
2: Well, coming up on Friday is the Brent Prongy Memorial Tournament across... It's been uh,
1: going on for a while.
2: Yes. The northern suburbs, usually, Seydell is where he was from. Mm-hmm. That's where he was an educator. He was a longtime umpire. And uh, now they have a tournament started in Seydell and now both Ankeny Schools hosts, Johnston hosts, few other have in the past. And, and it's all on Friday, is that it? Friday and Saturday okay. is when the games will be going on. So, going to be doing planning on doing a couple of days, but you uh you rained on my parade with the weather forecast. Well, the, the
1: weather's awful. I mean, it's going to rain essentially through into the weekend. That's, but then here's the good news. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? And um, you know, things can obviously and probably will before we get to that point, so uh, we'll see. So, so Fridays, your are next. Yeah, yep.
2: Friday, we'll we'll do a game at ten a.m. and twelve thirty, and we'll give you a three day weekend, hmm. weather permitting. But then all of a sudden, I might give you a call at nine thirty. Sorry, Ken.
1: Well, look at you know me, Trent. I'm a team guy. I'll be here if you need me on Friday. Uh, I hate to miss a day. We'll we'll get it figured out. We we you don't hate,
2: hate it as much in the summertime though. No, no. <laughs>
1: if there is one, there's a perfect time for it. All right, we're going to talk to Rob Doster coming up here in just a few minutes. We'll do some um, college basketball with Rob. Uh, your point on Bagley, and I think you should ask him. In fact, I'm I'm not even touched that because okay. that's that's you. I don't get it. No, I look at I, I see what you see when you watch. Now, full disclosure, how many times? Did we both spend watching Arizona play this right. year, right? Three, four times, as opposed to eight to twelve. Duke's Duke. always—you yeah. can always find a Duke game. But yeah. but I'm with you. Every time you watch Duke play, Bagley takes over these games. He's
2: a wow. Yeah, he's the best player on the floor now. Right?
1: Having and I agree with Zubin's point as well. Uh, the the uh, the times that we live in, it's easy to see Doncic play, mm. and you can watch a ton of his—not just the uh, you know what they want to show you the highlights. You That's can right. watch a ton of his stuff. He's pretty good player, Trent. yes, and he's young player. I mean, and look at the guys he's playing against men.
2: Right, as an eighteen year old, as an eighteen year old MVP 18-year-old. of the Euro League uh-huh. as an eighteen year old, that's impressive. How does that game translate? Well, it's it's, it's a different type of game, though. Mm-hmm. Remember Rudy Fernandez? The name, yeah. You know, he was the Spanish guy. get to take yeah. a while, and he came over to Portland, and
1: yeah. Yeah. Not so much. Not so much. What about Trey Young? That's where that's where I'm gonna start with oh, Doster yeah. Because it sounds like the Bulls or the Kuno's, right? Yeah. But it, it certainly seems that there's a lot of chatter with their pick that
2: Trey Young seems to be a guy that um may end up wearing a Bills uniform. I'm buying that stock. Mm-hmm. I'm buying Trey Young's stock. A lot on his shoulders last year. There's a lot of skill there.
1: We'll talk to Rob Doss when we come back. Uh, still to come to Hawkeye Swarm before we get out of here, too. All of our guests appear on the Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, two locations, 2822 East 29th Street. Look, you're looking for a dentist, one change dentist. You're new to the area. Dr. Stephen Fuller, East 29th Street, and all those people that have moved out to Altoona. 8th Street, Southwest, 410 8th Street, Southwest, in Altoona. Trent and I continue. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700
0: KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom!
2: Did you know the Heritage Carousel in Union Park is available for rentals? This is a
1: -a one-of-a-kind venue that will keep your guests talking long after the party. We've hosted everything from birthday parties to rehearsal dinners. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. If you would like to have your next event at the Heritage Carousel, go to heritagecarousel.org for more information on renting the carousel.
3: Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it
0: once, it right. right.
3: Terrace Hills Golf
4: Course is home to the four-and-a-half-hour guarantee. Are you tired of playing golf courses that don't care about speed of play? Then make a tee time at the beautiful Terrace Hills Golf Course weekdays before 2 p.m. and weekends and holidays before noon, and they guarantee you'll complete your 18-hole round of golf in four-and-a-half hours or less, or your next green fee is free. Terrace Hills Golf Course. Make your tee time now by calling 515-967-2932
2: for Terrace Hills Golf Course in Altoona. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa.
0: This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years,
2: our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at cfiowa.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission.
5: south of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG
1: All right, welcome back, Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connon and myself with you until two. Let's get right to Rob Doster. Uh, Rob Doster, NBC Sports College basketball coverage uh, as he joins us. Rob, Trent, and Ken, how are you? What's going on, gentlemen? How are we doing? Doing fine. Um I want to um you get right into it as we only got like 8 minutes with you and a lot of ground to cover. We're 48 hours away. What's uh, Michael Porter? I know you uh you you broke down his game, etc. Obviously such a disappointing uh year for him at Mizzou and um you know such high expectations. He was going to be the guy we were excited going back to November because Iowa State was uh, on their schedule right off the bat. We're going to see him right off the bat. It didn't happen. What's uh, his draft stock, based on his year, how much do you think he has fallen in people's eyes?
6: I mean, I think he's fallen quite a bit. You know, I, there was a chance that he could have ended up being the number one pick had he not gotten hurt, uh, had everything gone his way. Um, and now we're talking about him maybe falling all the way to nine, maybe falling ten. Uh, so uh, you know, I think, and you no, know, it's not just the back it's that's kind of bringing him down. I talked to people around that program that have said that he has a little bit of an air of entitlement and and maybe a little bit of arrogance that has turned some people off They question what kind of teammate he's going to be. And, you know, obviously the back injury is a concern, but he also has always kind of had a habit of playing uh, a little bit high and a little bit vertical, if that makes sense. You know, they question as much of a jumper as he is and as athletic as he is vertically, you know, whether or not he has that first step in that burst to be able to get by people and be able to get by defenders is something that people are questioning. So um, I think it's more than just, at least in my mind, I think it's more than just the back injury that has people kind of questioning what Michael Port is going to be at the next level. But clearly that's been the big issue with it. And uh, at this point, I think that the doctors are the ones that have to make that decision, right? Like, I don't have a medical degree. I can't tell you whether or not that back is going to end up being a problem in the future. And, and, well, maybe doctors won't be able to, but if they could put a percentage on it and they say there's a 30% chance that he's going to end up having to have surgery again on his back. Uh, do you want to risk that for a guy that's already a little bit of a boomer bust prospect? I would not. I would probably not draft Michael Porter if I was uh, somebody in charge of an NBA team this year.
2: That wasn't part of uh, what you did at Vassar? It was not anything dealing with uh, journalism and making up things as you're talking on the radio or writing? That wasn't part of your no. uh, prerequisites?
6: I, I was I was an econ major, man. I had I had really? nothing to do with writing. I had nothing to do with with uh, doctor stuff. I was uh I was an I was an econ guy. I thought I was going to go into finance, and then I realized that being in finance probably would might be a little bit more profitable, but it sounded kind of miserable having to work eighteen hour days. So mm. here I am. Now I'm stuck on the radio with you guys, reporting yes. every decision I've ever made.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Rethink it all. Well with that, you know, Rob, one of the things that, that I'm continued baffled by, and admittedly we talked about this earlier. I didn't watch a ton of Arizona this year in comparison to Duke, but but how most everybody seems is so clear, cut and dry with DeAndre Ayton being the number one pick and Bagley kind of being an afterthought here. What am I missing?
6: I, I just don't see where Bagley's gonna be able to thrive defensively. And yeah. um, but let, let let me put it like this. So when I look at DeAndre I see a guy that can be a five offensively and that can be a five defensively. I see him being able to kind of uh, I don't know if he'll ever be as good as Joel Embiid or be as good as Carl Anthony counts, but like that's that's the mold. Like right? that's what you're drafting him because you think that he has a chance to end up being a player like that. The problem with Bagley is that he mm. Is a 5 offensively, but he's not going to be able to play the 5 on the defensive end of the floor. He just, there, there's no chance that he ends up being a good run protector. Let me throw some numbers in. So block rate is kind of an advanced stat that tells you more or less what percentage of shots a player blocks while he's on the floor. And the specifics of it don't really matter. It's the numbers that matter. Jaron Jackson's block rate this year was 14.3. Mo Bamba's was 13.2. The one year that Anthony Davis was at Kentucky, he had a 13.7 block rate. DeAndre Ayton, who actually has questions about whether or not he is going to be a good defensive player in the NBA, his block rate was 6.1. Julia Localfort, who is basically out of the league at this point because he is a defensive liability, his block rate was 4.5 in one year at Duke. Marvin Bagley, his block rate was 2.6. He weighs 230 pounds, he doesn't have a long wingspan. He doesn't have a frame that suggests he's going to be able to support all that much more weight or muscle or strength. So he is probably, at this point, a guy that you're going to have to play before if you want him to thrive. But he's not a four offensively. He's a five. He's somebody that scores in the post. He's somebody who is the quintessential small ball five offensively that's not going to be able to guard his position. So to me, that is what it is with that, with Bagley. The concern is just, what can he be on the defensive end of the floor? He needs to be a piece along beside somebody else, whereas I think DeAndre Ayton can kind of be the cornerstone and the building block, if that makes sense. And in my mind, it's not that Bagley's going to be a bad pro. It's not that he can't average 20 points a game, which is that the defensive question marks means that he is a little bit more of a role player and a little bit more of a guy that you need to fit in. Based on what we have around
1: him. Uh, Rob Dosser, NBCSports.com, is our guest. Rob, could we see three Big 12 freshmen in a, uh, as lottery picks this year? I mean, Mo Bamba, Trey Young, for sure, but Zaire Smith is really rocketing up some boards. We might see three uh, Big 12 freshmen in the lottery. Are you buying that?
6: I mean, you could. Uh, I wouldn't put it past anybody for drafting Zaire Smith that high. Personally, I don't think that I would. I think that there are some other players uh, kind of in the position. Uh, that he plays and in that role that he plays that I would rather have over him. Um, I, I think I just think he's a, a little bit raw, a little bit smaller than I would like for the role that you'd be drafting him for and not quite the shooter that i want him to be. But, I mean, I get it. If you want to draft him in the lottery, if you want to take him 13 or 14, uh, I totally understand it. you just got to pick him knowing that it's going to be maybe two years, maybe three years before he really is a guy that can contribute for you at the NBA level. But, I mean, with that kind of athleticism and, and – and, you know, the ability to actually make shots. I think he shot like 40% from three this year on, on kind of limited attempts. So um, there clearly is some potential with his uh, shooting stroke. So uh, I get it. I understand it. It's just personally not for me.
2: As you dig a little bit deeper down in the draft and uh, you, you get into, I think after the top seven, eight, nine guys, is is there a tier between 15 and 40 for me? The guys kind of all seem the same. How about you?
6: Yeah, uh, for the most part, I think there are some guys where um, they're kind of being overlooked a little bit. Like a, you know, Robert Williams for me is somebody that I would probably take in the top ten. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm enamored with what he can do athletically, and it, to me, he basically he doesn't have to get any better at basketball and get any better skill wise, and he could do everything that uh, that Clint Capella could do. So I don't know if if you can go out and get Clint Capella right now. In the top ten, I think that's something that you have to do, and that's why I would take Robert Williams there. Another guy that I love, that I don't think anybody's talking nearly enough about, is Aaron Holiday. He is the point guard from UCLA. He averaged 21 points and six assists this year. He's a career 42% three-point shooter. He is a guy that is probably the one player that's played in the UCLA program in like the last decade under Steve Alford that is actually any good defensively. Uh, and he is also somebody that can play off the ball. He played alongside Lonzo Ball last year, so uh, I, I just I think he is the ideal backup point guard. He's got NBA pedigree; mm-hmm. both of his brothers play in the NBA, uh, Justin and Drew. So, to me, if you can get him somewhere in like the late teens, that is an absolute steal. I, I just I love the value you can get with Aaron Holiday.
1: Good stuff, Rob Doster. Thanks for giving us a few minutes. We appreciate it.
6: Always a pleasure, guys. Good talking to you. Yeah, good talking
1: to you. Rob Doster, NBCSports.com. All right, we will take a timeout. We're going to come back. It's Hawkeye Swarm time. Uh, Dr. Fuller and Trent going to go back to 1998 when Kirk Ferentz was hired. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
6: News,
0: talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700KBGG.com. Hey guys, Trent Condon
2: back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, give away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you, or give them a call at 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a New Leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, And so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that.
3: It doesn't get much better than a great day on the golf course. Family-owned River Valley Golf Course is a par 72, 18-hole public golf course along the beautiful Raccoon River Valley. With twilight specials every day after 4 p.m., frequent player programs, a clubhouse available for parties, and much more. River Valley is just minutes west of the Des Moines-Waukee area. Learn more at rivervalleygolf.com. That's rivervalleygolf.com. River Valley, your golf course. The Home Depot has a surefire
4: gift for Father's Day. New high-performance grills from Weber, America's top brand. Like the Weber Spirit 2 gas grill in stainless steel. Only at the Home Depot, starting at just $449. It ignites every time, it maximizes flavor, and with a 10-year warranty, you'll be dad's favorite for years to come. The Weber Spirit 2 gas grill starting at only $449. From America's number one Weber retailer. The Home Depot. More saving,
0: More do it. I'm KFC's Extra Crispy Colonel, and you're the extra busy regular person who has to make dinner for a family of four. But you can shirk that responsibility because my Extra Crispy $20 dollars fill from KFC contains eight pieces of freshly double-breaded Extra Crispy Chicken... Four biscuits, two orders of mashed potatoes, and a side of coleslaw for just $20. That'll feed them. KFC, it's extra crispy good. Pricing and participation may vary. Tax and substitutions extra.
2: Strong enough to pull a plane? Prove it! The Loesch Family Foundation presents the 5th Annual Plane Poll for Special Olympics Iowa on Saturday, June 23rd at the Des Moines International Airport. Teams of up to 10 will test their strength against a Delta airplane. soiowa.org slash plane pull to register and create a fundraising page to collect donations online. Sign up today and make a difference in the lives of over 14,900 Special Olympic athletes in Iowa. The Plane Poll for Special Olympics Iowa on June 23rd.
0: For me, exile means quality. So, savagely, best beer in all the land, brewed with a loving hand. From bottle, keg, or can, exile brewing. EXILE for me, EXILE. Let's drink, crack open a Ruthie today. Enjoy your.
2: .com.
6: You ever wonder what you look like with a full natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mister Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options.
2: WolfConstruction.net.
0: It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG. All
1: right, welcome back. Our final segment coming up. It's a Tuesday, that means the final segment. Uh, We're going to get to the Hawkeye Swarm segment. Doctor Stephen Fuller and Trent. Today, you're opining
2: on what, Trent Condon? We're taking a look back 20 years ago when Kirk Ferentz was hired at the University of Iowa. And one thing that uh, we kind of hit a little bit of a snag, maybe you can help us out here. Of course, the name at the top was Bobby Stoops. Mm -hmm. That was everybody's A number one that they had there. Terry Allen was mentioned. I remember that, yeah. That was Bullsby's guy with Mm -hmm. their days back at the University of Northern Iowa. Do you remember any other names, though, any other I don't know what front runners probably isn't the right. But no, because I think that
1: they thought that, I mean, the, the fans clearly wanted Bobby Stoops. Yes. I remember Terry Allen being a Bullsby's guy uh, and, and Kirk Ferentz, who I'll, I'll admit at the time um, and we took, I mean, we were on the air at the time in 1998 and we were the only sports station in town, uh, only call in show. And we took a bunch of uh, calls on the position, obviously mm-hmm. talking about Hawkeye football Um, But I do remember, here's what I remember about it, and as I think back, maybe not my best work, but at the time, you know, we were kind of going, muddling our way through it. I remember that the name Kirk Ferentz, according to people who were on Ferentz's side to get this job, there were reports out there that Kirk Ferentz is on a bunch of schools and other NFL teams' short lists of potential openings. And at the time, I mean, there's the Internet is in its infancy, but you can sportspages.com. And I um, tried to be as prepared. You know, I read a ton of stuff, I guess is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But I never once read, Trent, that Kirk Ferentz is a candidate at A, B, or C. Right. So I reached out. We actually had two... Uh, beat writers on the cover ball one one was a radio guy and one was an actual beat writer for the baltimore sun who covered the ravens and i asked him about you know are you guys hearing that kirk ferentz is um you know a hot name in coaching circles well no this is news to us (laughs) type type of thing so i kind of because i think you know i thought stoops was probably going to be the guy yes and but look, as it turned out, they got the right guy. That's right. right. You know, uh, history—it's being—it's easy to look back and uh, hindsight being what it is—and they got the right guy. No, there's no coach in college football that's uh, got more tenure at his current position than uh, Kirk Ferentz. So that's what I remember about it. And then I remember the fact that there was. A fair amount of disappointment that Stoops wasn't the guy. Oh, yeah. Those were the two things I remember.
2: That that disappointment still reverberates in Iowa City.
1: It shouldn't, Trent. I don't know what Kirk Ferentz could have possibly done to... Change those people's opinions. I just don't think that they're 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 willing to uh, uh, to form another opinion at this point. I mean, if they've been holding this for twenty years, mm-hmm.
2: they're not going to let it go, right? Well, and I mean, every Saturday when I make my way to Iowa City, and that conversation seemingly comes up every weekend with somebody. Is here still? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Th- this person oh. twelve and zero, and you're making your way up yeah. there that season, and you're still hearing That's that. Still a conversation today. It's you know, I know what really happened, and then... Right. Yeah.
1: Well, share,
2: sure, please. Yes, yes. Right. I, I Fill mean, me in. I have heard this story in so many different fashions uh, from that Stoops had the job offer, but Ferentz, they promised him that they were going to interview uh-huh. him, and because of his connection to Iowa and Hayden, right. that they thought it was right. And Stoops, Stoops gave them an ultimatum. And Stoops didn't like mm-hmm. that, so they went down that road. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard that Stoops walked out of the interview took a phone call from Oklahoma during the interview with Iowa. Can you believe that? I mean that.
1: No, but I think probably shortly thereafter he took a phone call right. from Oklahoma. I'm not thinking that he walked out in the middle of the interview.
2: Right. But, but there's, there's all those stories in all kinds of different layers. It's, it'll be something that'll be talked about. Well, it's been 20 years and another 20 years huh. it'll still be talked about in Iowa City because of what Stoops did in year two. Won a national championship. I know, I know he did. He won a national championship with an Oklahoma program that has name cachet, but was dying. They
1: were Trent. This, this is this was not Oklahoma as we know it today. That's a valid point. John Blake,
2: yes, drove that program. Look, there's a reason Oklahoma was open, right? Yes, yeah, because they weren't good, right? And he got him turned around very quickly. So I think that's the reason for it. And I mean, you just always wonder: as good as it's been under Kirk Ferentz, and it's been excellent, what could a Bob Stoops done? Could he done more? When Iowa's had those close calls, 2002, mm-hmm. when they had those kind of teams, do they not lose to Iowa State and they're playing in the national championship game? If he sticks around longer, is it not just two Big Ten titles? Is it four, five, six Big Ten titles? Mm-hmm. Those are the reasons because, I mean, I wonder the same thing as an Iowa fan. This has been great, but what Bob Stoops could have been?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's tough to, um, you know, what could have been. I know what was, and it's mm-hmm. been pretty damn good. Right,
2: right. And that's what you have to come back Absolutely. to. Absolutely. And, uh, well, fun conversation with Doc Fuller, who who knows some people. Oh, does he? In Iowa City. So Well, you- I'm
1: anxious to listen to the Hawkeye Swarm. By the way, you can follow Hawkeye Swarm on Twitter. After this, mm-hmm. we do have some Hawkeye Swarm news. Oh, yeah, well, let's let's hear this. I don't want to. I don't want to step on this. Let's hear this. You and Doc go back to 1998. Here's the Hawkeye ago. Swarm. Twenty years ago. Wow.
2: Back with another edition of the Hawkeye Swarm on 1700 KBGG Trent Condon with Dr. Stephen Fuller of Fuller Family Dentistry and Doc. Uh, we're gonna go back 20 years ago, two decades ago. It seems impossible, but as we uh, await the 20th year of Kirk Ferentz. We're going to go back to around that time period when he was hired after Hayden retired. And, uh, well, we were all waiting for Bobby Stoops. 20 years ago seems like yesterday, doesn't it?
7: It does. And, and it's, you know, they did a nationwide search, uh, for a replacement for Hayden Fry. And, uh, everybody was putting their money on Bobby Stoops. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, uh, after Bobby, uh, Interviewed and and decided to take the job down at Oklahoma, and then he won a national championship that first season. And uh, Kirk didn't do so well that right. first season, and everybody's really jumping on the well, bandwagon. Year wagon. two for Stoops, yeah, it's his second year, at second Oklahoma. year. Yep. but he he did fairly well the first year. He did. He got yeah. him back to bowl eligibility, eligibility, and
2: Oklahoma was down, and they were
7: down. I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't the, as.
2: For people, maybe younger people listening right now, you think oh, Oklahoma's been good. This was a time period in the 90s where they made a couple of bad hires. They had sanctions that were handed down to them. This was not Oklahoma as you currently think it or think of it back in the 60s and 70s and 80s.
7: No, it wasn't Barry Switzer's uh, no, program. No. I mean, you know, you knew uh, Oklahoma and Nebraska were going to be playing for the uh, Big Eight Championship almost every year. It was, you know, it was just a given. And, uh, you know, Bobby took the recruits that, uh, the previous coach left him and, and molded them and, and did some great things. And, and, you know, Hawk fans were really down because, mm-hmm. uh, they felt we got shortchanged. But, uh, here we are 20 years later. And I, I still think, uh, as I did then, we have a great hire yep. and, uh, uh, Kirk Ferentz. And, and, uh, I, I hope he stays around and, you know, as long as he wants to stay around. I mean, w- Look at the thing, improvements that have uh, occurred since he's come on staff.
2: People, I don't think, realize the difficult nature of the Iowa job. And people think that it's a job that you should be competing at a higher level. It's just the reality is it's not going to happen. No. This is, I don't want to say this is as good as it can get, because certainly there's coaches out there that probably even could do a better job in terms of wins and losses. But you couple what Kirk Ferentz is as a person as a leader of men with what he does on the football terms in terms of wins and losses, I don't think you're gonna find a better combination of that.
7: I don't think so either. I mean, and you know, he he and his wife do so much for the University of Iowa. I mean uh and their donations and and their time and and uh you know they reach out to fans and uh it it is I mean at the University of Iowa no matter what coaching position you are you're you're under you're under a microscope mm-hmm. and you know because unfortunately this is our professional team and and uh we want the hawks to do well mm-hmm. and uh living in Iowa City uh in it's a smaller community and you you can't get around that town without seeing one of the coaches and and you know it's got to be tough on their uh you know, their home life per se, because they have no place to go uh, to grab a quick bite to eat without fans uh, coming over to them. Right. And that was one of the reasons why I, I Lou Olson and Bobby Olson left for Arizona.
2: Get out, get out of the weather, and get away from the fishbowl. Yep. That was a part of it too. So, Bob Stoops, everybody, it felt like, thought he was just taking over. His father was buried in an Iowa jersey. He played football at Iowa. He was the hot coordinator nationwide. Stoops coming home. And the way the story that I have always heard it is he interviewed at Iowa. Mary Sue Coleman was the president. Bob Bowlesby, the athletic director. A few other people were in on there. He uh, told them that he also had an offer from Oklahoma. He needed a decision quickly. Iowa said, well, we still do have one more interview that we're going to do, and we are going to do that, because we promised that to this person. It was Kirk Ferentz. During that time period, while the Ference interview was happening, Stoops decided, well, I, I can't wait around. I have Oklahoma that has offered me, and, and they want an answer now. He decides to take the Oklahoma offer. It worked out for both parties, but that's the way that I've always heard it. Similar story that you've heard?
7: I, I heard that... Pretty similar to that, but I heard he excused himself during his interview. It was prior to, uh, you know, Kirk Ferentz interview and, uh, went into the, out into the hallway and then came back in and said, I'm no longer a candidate for the University of Iowa job. Oh, really? And, uh, I've accepted the job down at Oklahoma because Bobby thought the job was his to refuse mm-hmm. and he, he just, you know, he thought it was going to be handed to him on a silver platter, that it was a, just a formality that uh, he was going to go through. He thought he was the heir apparent. And, and, uh, it, hey, it might have been great to have Bobby Stoops here. And, and because, you know, the Stoops brothers, uh, contributed so much, to, to the University of Iowa. And, and, uh, you know, they were very successful. And, uh, I, I just think he, put the cart before the horse, and yeah. and uh, he figured he, he was it, and they didn't need to interview anybody else, and so he, you know, put his eggs in his basket and went to Oklahoma.
2: So I'm a student at Iowa. I'm a freshman during this time, so I got to see Hayden's final season, which was a disaster. And uh, that time period, after Stoops announced that he was going to Oklahoma, and I remember that press conference, and I, I was raging upset how, how this guy – Turn, how How can you turn down your alma mater? I, I was upset. But there was that short window of time. Well, if it's not Stoops, who's it going to be? Who? Who is it? And I'll tell you who I was a proponent of. He didn't even interview for it. Now, I was dead against Terry Allen. That was Bowlesby's guy with them at UNI. I, I. I, No way. No way, and thank goodness that didn't happen. But I said the heck with it. All right, Iowa was terrible last year in Hayden's final season. Go out. Get Terry Bowden, who had just uh, got Auburn on probation but had let him do a 13-0 record. Go down there, bring him Bowden. You know what? They might end up on probation, but at least he'll be good for a couple of seasons before that. that. That was my mentality as a 19-year-old. Now, looking back, that was a little bit stupid, but that's what I was thinking at the time. Do you remember any other names, though? Because outside of Terry Allen, Bob Stoops, and then ultimately Kirk Ferentz, who was a, a footnote during the, the coaching search— I can't think of any other names.
7: The, the names, you know, I don't recall them now, but when you heard the list, it was, I mean, basically it was Bobby Stoops and Kirk Ferentz. And, and, uh, but Kirk it, Ferentz, at least
2: to me, I remember reading the newspaper, and he'd be like the fifth guy listed.
7: Yeah, and I, I know Chuck Long did interview. Yes. And, you know, that was not a fit, because mm-hmm. uh, Chuck really had no... Uh, uh, head coaching experience. He was on, uh, Hayden Fry's staff. And, uh, my understanding is he wasn't real productive on uh, Hayden Fry's staff. And, uh, you know, uh, Kirk kept him on and then he ended up, uh, leaving and going down to Oklahoma. And then he ended up, uh, going out to San Diego and coaching, I think out there for two or three years before, uh, he came back to Iowa and, and, uh, is now uh, working with the Iowa Games.
2: Yeah, doing that. Also working on the Big Ten Network. And you see him uh, from time to time in Iowa City calling the games and doing a lot of studio work there with Chuck Long. Another name, uh, Bobby Elliott. And Bobby Elliott. That was one where if he wouldn't have got sick, that might have been the guy.
7: That might have been the guy. Um, you know, I think they were somewhat worried about his health <laughs> and, uh, you know, how. You know, unfortunate it was that, you know, circumstances just didn't play out in Bobby's favor. And, and uh, he ended up leaving uh, the university and going to Iowa State for a few years.
2: So we fast forward from that little window, who is it going to be? And they announced Kirk Ferentz. And a collective who is Kirk Ferentz went across. This is a guy that was an assistant coach for nearly 10 years and throughout the 80s. But he didn't have the same cachet. He didn't have the name brand of a Barry Alvarez. Uh, now, these guys obviously went on to become head coaches. But this was a very nondescript hire. It was met with, I think, a collective yawn across Hawkeye Nation.
7: Well, he wasn't a real known commodity. I mean, everybody you know that knew Iowa football knew that he could uh, coach your offensive lines. And, and uh and there's no splash. I mean, you know, what you see with Kirk is what you get. And, and, you know, he's not, he doesn't want to be in the limelight per se. And, uh, but I don't think anybody's going to outwork him. And, uh, and he's going to stick up for his players, uh, all the way through. And, and he's going to work with them and work as hard as they do, you know, and, uh, and it's led to great success. And he, he's a great fit for the University of Iowa.
2: It's worked out well. Our look back today with the Hawkeye Swarm and Dr. Stephen Fuller with the 20 years ago, the hiring of Kirk Ferentz. What a time.
7: Yeah, happy birthday. Yes. (laughs) Or is it an anniversary considered? My my
2: hair was a lot darker. (laughs) My waistline was a lot thinner back 20 years ago. But here we are, and, well, still good things going on. Good things in Iowa football, and Kirk gets ready for year number 20.
7: And with the renovation of uh, Kinnick Stadium again.
2: Yes. (laughs) Always moving parts. Good stuff this week, Doc.
7: You have a good week.
2: So there you have it. Another edition of the Hawkeye
7: Swarm. Another good one.
1: I I enjoy these, Trent. I do. You Mm -hmm. and Doc Fuller do a nice job. Uh, Doc Fuller, a uh,
2: cyclopedia of knowledge. And you uh, you bring out out some good stuff. A lot of fun going down memory lane and talking about some of these great ones. And a good way to get through the summer. It is. Getting ready for what, what is to come here. An anticipated football season, not the most anticipated, but buzz about this team, mm-hmm. and, and I think a lot of hope, but you go back and you talk about these stories, and, and 20 years ago, I was a freshman at the time, as as you heard during the piece, so I was in my freshman year in Iowa City, living in Mayflower, in the dorms, and uh, I told Doc Fuller- Had the world all figured out, didn't yeah, you? <laughs> there, there was that, that gap right after Stoops takes the Oklahoma job, and everyone, well, who the hell is it going to be? Yeah. I mean, Terry Allen, no. I mean that was no. There was there the was not a lot of love for Terry Allen. No, it was no. Don't go that direction. Mm-hmm. Well, who else is there during that time period? I said, go hire Terry Bowden. He just taken Auburn to an undefeated season. Now, of course, they couldn't play for the national title because mm-hmm. they're on probation. Mm-hmm. But I was after a disappointing end to the era of Hayden Fry. Go out there, hire somebody that's going to cheat. But win for a few years <laughs> and then you leave, live with the repercussions. I hear somebody that's going to cheat. And when you're 19, you know you yeah. don't exactly no, have I your priorities it. in order. No, I get <laughs> it. Uh, good stuff. What, uh,
1: what's your next Hawkeye Swarm? Any ideas what you guys have got planned? Or have you got a kind of a, a tentative agenda what you guys are going to talk about in the weeks to come? Yeah, we or... got a
2: few more that uh, we've been working on. We look back at the tight top tight end in the Ferrance era. A lot of good candidates Oof. for that one. Tony. Moliatti. Including this
1: kid who's here now, Noah Fant, who's yes. first-team All-American on Athlon. you see that? Came out uh,
2: earlier today. Dallas Clark. Mm-hmm. And, and Who's what, your guy? Uh, Dallas Clark's to this point, hard yep. to say yep. no to. I agree. But you look at the numbers. They're not quite as good as I remember. Four touchdowns that senior year. A mm. couple of big ones. Junior year. Yes, his final season. Right, yes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that that's one that we've... Uh, Got working on, we also took a look uh, at expansion. If the Big Ten goes to 16 teams, who we'd like to see. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. I I know you, was was Notre Dame on anybody's list? Notre Dame came up in the conversation right away. Right. I personally am a big proponent, go get Texas and Oklahoma. Those, Those are the two. The sticking point... I think more than anything, would be in academia, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. So
1: you're you're foreseeing another implosion down the road. I mean, I know that this is summer talkers, yes, yeah. et cetera. Um, and if we do go to the super conferences, like a lot of people have been saying for a lot of years, and the television contracts are getting closer to their conclusion here uh, with every passing season, so something is going to happen. Um, I hope it's not Big
0: 12 related. Yeah.
2: For, from where we sit, I hope it's not. But those are the two that I brought up, and uh-huh. uh, we'll get into that and go a little deeper with Doc Well, don't Fuller. spoil it. All right, all right. Uh, we also we took a look back at a forgotten season. We talk about the great Hawkeye years of the Ferentz mm-hmm. era, 2002, 2004, 2009, 2015. Now, those are always brought up. We talked about 2001. That'll be coming here in a couple mm. of weeks. Big First, season, yes. Trent. I, a corner turned, absolutely. Don't you think? Yeah, that really Kirk Parent's on uh, my first ever bowl game down in San Antonio as a twenty-one year old. Did you draw a sober breath, Ovechkin? No, no, I, I partied. Yeah, boy, why wouldn't you? That was a long drive home coming back from San Antonio. Mm. But uh, ooh, you drove. Oh, so we drove. How many hours? Eighteen, something like that. Sixteen. Five guys in a mid-sized sedan. No. <laughs> ooh, it was rough. I bet it was a rough, rough one home, but we made it. We made it. Passing wind, I'm guessing the beer farts (laughs) and five
1: guys in a sedan. Yike! Windows roll down. Yes, (laughs) but
2: uh, Ferentz on the stage after that one, proclaiming Iowa football is back. Yeah, great moment in a forgotten year in 2000. That is a
1: good one. That's a good one. I look forward to that. All right, we mentioned beforehand uh, what's uh, coming up. uh, You know the Hawkeye Swarm name that uh, Doc has seemingly tied up on all social media platforms. So he has dot com, mm-hmm. both Twitters, but on Instagram could only get TheHawkeyeSwarm. Oh, okay. So I don't know what we're going to do, or where, what he's going to do. Um, But but com is uh, eventually going to be a place where Hawkeye media swarms together. So it's kind of going to be a clearinghouse for all Hawkeye Sports. A one-stop show. Right, and you're going to then, if Mark Morehouse writes a piece in the mm-hmm. Cedar Rapids Gazette, you'll click on the newspaper, it'll take you to Mark's most recent piece from that particular day. Then we want you to hit your back button, come back, and we're going to take you over to, well, Doc's got a pay site now, but fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Steve Batterson, John Bowen, Camp, Tom Cakert's board, um, that those type of things. Podcasts, Mark and Doc are going to be on there. You I know, think I we'll do find do... room for your degenerate Hawkeye yes. podcast yes. on the
2: front page. So the Hawkeye too. you do too. What's your other one? Well, Hawkeye Heaven with uh, our buddy Derek Peck. And there's a spot there for that too. So I, I talk a lot of Hawkeyes. Not I mean I have 20 hours on air a week and that's not enough. I need a couple no, of podcasts too.
1: Apparently not. So that's going to be um, ready to roll in by uh, by football season. Great. Yeah. A uh, Doc's, Doc's... That doctors
2: swarming together. I like that.
1: Yeah. That's Doc's niece, Kelsey. Uh, who came up with that. I don't believe she's an Iowa grad, and next year she's going to dental school oh. at the University of Iowa. So um, that you can look forward to that, but the com will be up and running prior to football. All right, you guys, uh, you mentioned those 20 hours. You've got two more to fill today. Yes. You and Jimmy B are going to do what?
2: Uh, coming up today, we got Alex Halstead, a lot going on. We talked a little bit football recruiting, things starting to ramp up there. They had, of course, a couple of week- weekends back, they had... A big camp with a lot of guys mm-hmm. getting offers and a recruiting weekend coming up for them. So uh, we'll talk about that, Jyrell. Brock, what's the latest there from what the are you you What are you sensing? Anything? I know you're going to talk to Holstead
1: later, and you yeah. may, may have a better idea after you do, but what are you sensing?
2: Well, it's interesting because I actually interviewed Jyrell probably six weeks ago, I want to say, four or five, six weeks ago, right in that range. For Hawkeye Heaven? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, talking to him at that time, I got the indication that it was – it was down to Iowa Northwestern for him that that 's really that was the takeaway that I took at the time now with Iowa seemingly moving on and
1: and Iowa State hosting him this weekend
2: right does that change since then he 's picked up that offer from Notre Dame Has that changed his thought process so it 's funny how quickly things can change in the world of recruiting, but I know Iowa State talking to people there, they feel like they have a real good shot mm. in getting him a, a, one of these official visits. It's got to feel good. The other thing that's really weird. So Iowa looks like they moved on. You know, they are going to take one running back in this class. I feel good about the Goodson kid from down in Georgia. in Georgia. Yep. So they're going to go that route. But Purdue also had moved on from Brock. I don't know if there's anything else going on there. If mm. there, what else it would be? Both Purdue and Iowa moving on just kind of adds another wrinkle. And and talking to the kid Jarell Brock, he was a lot of fun, very engaging. An open kid seemed like, you know, all the ducks were in a row, but is there a reason that two schools, one, you can understand, and recruiting numbers, those kind of things happen. Two schools moving on, though, the last couple of weeks does Certainly add another layer. There's never a dull moment in recruiting, is there? No, it
1: never is. <laughs> it's a fun, fun uh, uh, topic to cover, no doubt about it. And a lot of guys make a lot of, well, not a lot of money, but make a comfortable living yep. uh, following recruiting. All right, so you and Jimmy B today from 4 until 6. We're back tomorrow. Cappy's here. Uh, Eddie Olchek's going to be Cappy's co-host in oh, nice. Chicago starting uh, uh I'm not sure if it's, like, right away, uh, but they made the announcement earlier this morning that uh, Eddie Olchek and David Kaplan are teaming up in Chicago on ESPN 1000 going forward. So the Capman will be here tomorrow. Barrios Chris Sale on mm. my must-watch list tonight. I'm assuming my watch list is kind of identical to yours.
2: Yeah, that's at certainly the top of the list as the Twins start to uh, work to gain a little bit of traction. And the team looks... They look different without Miguel Sano there. Watching them over the weekend a little bit. And he's all the way down in A-ball. Is that where he is? Down to Fort Myers. A complete retooling. Somebody brought up uh, today to me Roy Halladay. This happened way back Yes, I
1: remember that. I do remember that, Trent.
2: And then came back and became Uh a Hall of Famer.
1: He did? Oh, no doubt.
2: Hopeful. Hopeful. But this is not, we're going to send you down for a couple weeks Mm -hmm. and work on your swing. This looks to be a long-term figure things out. I mean, you seem to know this year. You watch enough Mm -hmm. baseball. It's not the same guy. No, he's not. He is chasing pitches. The thing that Miguel to he was a three-outcome guy. It was a walk, a strikeout, or a homer. But (laughs) he was so good at working counts, so good at identifying pitches. And, you know, a a 2-2 on the black, and he'd spit on it, and he'd wait for that pitch that he can handle. That has dissipated since he's come back from the injury. So retooling of him, I'm hopeful. But the team... Looks a little more spirited. Maybe you wonder about him in the clubhouse. There's always been those concerns, too. Mm. And, uh, uh, a lightning of the air.
1: Yeah, that is interesting, Trent. I'd love to get some more information on that to see if there is anything there. But they're look, they're playing well. The bad news is for the Twins, the Indians have the White Sox in town. Yep. And that's not going to go well for <laughs> Chicago or for teams that are t- chasing the Indians uh, in all likelihood. All right, we're back tomorrow at noon. We appreciate you being here. Thanks to all of our guests today. Uh, if you miss anything, you can uh, check out the podcast online, KenMillerShow.com. All of our guests appearing on the Dr. Stephen Fuller-Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, or 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Trent and I back tomorrow at high noon on 1700
0: KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and
5: TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KVGG. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins, south of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com.
2: Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Nigget of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Rush Nidget can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry PC and Rush Nidget.
3: That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R.
4: Roof it once, move it
0: right, right.
3: When you're on the water, you want a boat that
4: offers stability, handling, and performance. And that's just what you'll get in a Manitou pontoon boat from Malone Motorsports in Monroe. Manitou's patented V-Tune technology will have you carving the water, giving thrill rides to the skiers and tubers in your crew. It's this type of performance that has helped Manitou pontoon boats dominate the competition at the McCainer Barrel Races for straight years. If a Manitou pontoon boat can do that in competition, just think of all the fun you can have on the water with your family and friends. Head to Malone Motorsports now and let their pros help find the perfect Manitou pontoon boat for you. They can explain all about Manitou's V-tune technology, their quality guarantee, and why they're the only pontoon manufacturer to earn the honor of being a USA water ski endorsed water sports boat. Malone Motorsports in Monroe at the junction of highways 14 and 163. They're worth the drive and open seven days a week to keep you on the water. Online MaloneMotorsports.net
1: did you know the Heritage Carousel in Union Park is available for rentals? This is a one-of-a-kind venue that will keep your guests talking long after the party. We've hosted everything from birthday parties to rehearsal dinners. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. If you would like to have your next event at